Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 181, episode 5 of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday, April 23rd, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Never working too hard. My name is Jack. You ought to know by now. Yeah, and he's trading in his Chevy. My name's Jack. You ought to know by now. That's courtesy of Billy Joel and my stupid brain. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Just, uh, just taking it back a little. Just get a little emotional really quick because I know, Jack, you, you thought about going to New York City. I did. Uh, and I just want to tell you to rethink that. Uh-oh. Hey there, Jack OB. Please don't move to New York City. Those bike lanes don't exist yet, and their governor is shitty. Yes, it's true. I'll miss Pod Tushy reads with you and talking to. Said, oh, we're hosting TDZ. Oh, we're hosting TDZ. Oh, please don't go. Shout out to the brew on Discord. Shout out to Damar from Plain White Tees, who I know follows the show. I see you, Damar. That's what that's I've never sang a uh, AKA potentially have uh, the artists involved to hear. So if Damar, you're listening, shout out to you. Yeah. You didn't know TLC listens, Chili and and, uh, T Boss? Yeah, T Boss still, still Zeitgang. For real? Oh, I don't I know why I, they popped I, to mind. I don't, have we done an AKA <laughs> with them? Uh, <laughs> that was your one. You're like, oh, I hope Chili and T-Boss listen. TLC? Uh, yeah, and Billy Joel also a big Zyke guy. Yeah, but he always emails us, and he's like, guys, I don't get what you guys are talking about yeah. ever. And so it's, we're like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's not for you. Yeah, he's super drunk. <laughs> but one of my favorite comedians. His, uh, his in-between song, uh, Drunken Ramblings, got him... Uh, I think he he came to my college when I was still there and it was like an infamous disaster where he was like so drunk and just like oh. spent the whole time talking. <laughs> he like played three <laughs> songs. Really? Um, yeah. Shout out to Billy Joel. Okay, Billy. 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 Uh, Fucking Billy. Yeah. Shout out to Rosie Perez for giving yes. us that way of saying Billy. Two great first names. Billy and Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he doubles up. Uh, all right, uh, Miles, we are thrilled. We are fortunate to mm-hmm. be joined in our third seat by the brilliant, the talented Tori Williams Douglas. Oh my God. Thank you, you guys. I'm so excited. Thank you for, being, thank you for coming you. back. You know, <gasps> I'm so flattered. Oh, it's look, all it takes is one appearance. We knew we said Tori. It's a regular. It's a regular thing now. And you even you're traveling and you still found time. You're where are you right now? I'm in I'm in Minneapolis right now. Yeah. Wow. Oh shit. So Okay. Yeah. By coincidence or because of the verdict? Um I was coming. I was planning on coming here. I didn't know that the verdict would I thought that the verdict would be I thought that they were going to deliberate for a long ass time and they right, apparently right. didn't. So Right. They're like, "Okay, yeah, we saw we all saw that video." Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But like the New York Times said that one of the women on the like one of the jurors mm-hmm. is like some all lives matter bullshit, whatever. Yeah. And I was just I was like, I don't feel like this is 
necessarily going to go well. So I yeah, even before shocked. that, I was like, this is a trial involving a white officer killing a black man. I'm like, this is not going to go well. Right. But I think it, the real, the weird form of relief that everyone felt was oh my very God. odd. What was it? How was it yeah. like being there uh, when that happened? I mean, I like people were tense at first, I think. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, it took a minute to process. Right. Yeah, it yeah. took it took everybody a minute. Like we all it was like, oh, my God, like it, it actually it actually happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it actually. Right. And then, of course, everybody was like, well, this is not proof that the system works. And it's not. Mm. Everything sucks. Everything is terrible. So we're good here, energy? Uh, Not, yeah. We won. Right. We won. We won one round. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. What are you talking about? We won. Oh, my God. Were were there people who knew before other people? Because, like, I, I feel like. LA, LA shut down. Like it seems like LA knew a verdict was coming. Uh, the LA city, I don't know, police. I guess. You mean well, they knew the day before, right? That they would begin deliberate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know right. if that's like on police. Like they all have like their own like social media. They're like, hey, y'all, you guys have an eye on your your angry. People. We already know how it's gonna go. Your people who are seeing um, justice. <laughs> no, the governor and or like the state legislature here in in Minnesota set aside like $9 million or something for the National Guard. So I don't think that they knew how it was going to go at all. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure they didn't know how it was going to go. I think they were surprised. I think it was more just that the preemptive, they're like, oh, y'all got set up for that real quick when you found out there was going to be a verdict being read. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck? I think one of the robots from Pacific Rim came out from the fucking (laughs) Santa Monica Pier to like fight the people of the the city just in case. I'm like, where did y'all get that? They're like, oh, our new budgets. We have Pacific Rim. No, no, no new budgets. No police new budgets. No, you guys don't do your jobs already. Okay. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Rather than police, a gigantic fucking robot that could destroy (laughs) an entire city is the police. Just one. Right. But the and potential it just to destroy randomly it. steps on people. So there's that like lottery thing where people just are randomly sacrificed for the good of the community. Hey, but then there's only one. With no logic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. This is like very Godzilla y to me. What's the yeah. like mech Godzilla uh, person? Yeah, mech thing, Godzilla. Whatever. Yeah. I, uh, that's, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm uh, about. There's a lot of two- destruction. Two fifths of the way the through Congress uh, Godzilla, so I am an expert on uh, what you speak of. And uh, <laughs> two fifths of the way, <laughs> two fifths of the way, uh, almost there. Wow, you got uh, almost to the my kids. Yeah. I kept shushing. My, I was like, "You have to leave. Like, you have to go right now." <laughs> like sending them out of the room. I was like, "I need to watch this." Well, I started watching Mank, <laughs> and I couldn't get through. Uh, I, I watch movies mainly while I'm running on the treadmill. And <laughs> I, like, that's confusing. And I'm like, you know what would get me ready for a good run? Mank. Mank wow. would really uh, pump me up. Uh, it was not good. Uh, it's it's that, uh, like, you know, celebration of white privilege type attitude where this dude's just like, Haha, I'm drunk all the time. I've gotten like all these amazing jobs that should have gone to people who aren't white men necessarily or who have earned something or have ideas. And I just stay drunk all the time and do nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Haha. But I'm but I say clever stuff. Um, 
I was I was out on Mank pretty quickly. Kong vs. Godzilla, though, pretty pretty cool, pretty cool, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotta still watch it. Yeah, I, I want to watch it. I watched it the way it's intended to be watched on a phone uh, while the <laughs> Sixers game was going on in the background. Yeah. So like watching maybe a third of the frames of the quarter of the movie that I've actually watched. Uh, wow. So yeah. On how a tiny just, screen. How does your brain still operate like splitting the attention in so many different like directions? Cause like I get too stressed out just watching the Sixers play. Right. Especially oh, without I see. two of their so three best players. So you're self-medicating with Godzilla versus Yeah. Just watching. Right, right, right. Watching people get stomped. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what a cast, by the way, Kong vs. Godzilla. That's where, yeah, that was, that's where the acting talent is going. Is uh, yeah, to just be like, I think the center of the earth is hollow. Uh, that's a that's a big. Oh, Earthers don't need more. They don't need more motivation. Oh, they don't need inspiration. This like, is number. This is the best propaganda gone. hollow Earthers have had since. <laughs> Ever, probably yeah. ever, like mainstream, like there was a Earthers. president who was trying to fund a a literal journey to the center of the earth, but that <laughs> was, was that? I think, I think Reagan. No, uh, it was that sounds it was like, like a Reagan yeah. thing. Actually, it was like turn of the <laughs> century, like early twentieth century. <laughs> we gotta get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I'm just saying. You have you been down there? You don't know. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> have you fought the mole people with your bare hands? Because my uncle has, and he doesn't yeah. lie. There's also a sun down there, apparently. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It has its own. Oh. It has its own light source. Oh, I love that. I love the science of whatever that is. There's also <laughs> a sun down there. It's oh, science. is there? Miles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Tori. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we are going to talk about the brave North Dakota governor who vetoed his state's anti-trans bill um, and and why he decided to find courage all of a sudden. We'll talk about it. wasn't the threat of lawsuits. Well, just spoiler alert. It wasn't that. Yeah. It was just his, who he is. Yeah. His his internal sense of justice. He's a Republican. Come on, Jack. I mean, it's North Dakota. Scratch that. Scratch that. But also, Uh, I mean, who knows in, in in this day and age, who knows really if the motherfuckers are all on the kind of the same, they're just on different parts of the same fucked up page. Yep. Uh, We'll talk about a legend from Italy. Let's just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Italian legends. Yeah. Achieved uh, greatness. And we'll, we'll talk about how they went about that. We'll talk about the IOC. Uh, not the group of stand-up individuals that we always thought. Uh, literally, they are banning kneeling and other protests at the Tokyo Games. We will talk about just kind of ongoing. Uh, I want to look at alternatives to the current version of policing. I want to look at this uh, CAHOOTS program in Eugene and take another look at the uh, Camden police abolition because uh, that story is a little bit more complicated than people think but kind of still makes the same point that we should abolish and replace the police uh but before we get to any of that tori we like to ask our guest what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are um okay so my entire search history today has been trying to figure out my technology i don't know why (laughs) but like none of my shit works Mm. (laughs) like apparently like laptop headphones mic it's just all in the fritz. So today I'm just on the technology struggle bus and mm-hmm. I 
believe I will probably remain here for the duration mm. of my trip. Well, we mm. sorted it though, so we're we at <laughs> we least did we're, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was like it was right. it was the TDZ like magic that helped it mm-hmm. happen. That's <laughs> yeah. that's really what what pulled yeah. it all together. It was all of us collectively being silent, panicking, being like, I don't know, maybe oh, they fuck, restarted. What's happen? I don't know, like maybe out the. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's me mm-hmm. in a nutshell. <laughs> do you have struggles. Do you have a technology ghost like that follows you around? Do you have tech tech issues? We we have a. I'm not going to say who, but what one of the hosts of one of the shows on our uh, <laughs> out of our studio like literally believes they have a technology ghost, and then our experience with them has suggested it's probably not a technology ghost as much as them being bad at technology, but, um, isn't that kind of the same thing though? You're just being haunted by the fact that you don't know (laughs) what the hell you are doing. Yeah. And I, I've had that before where like, I am immediately like on guard and every time something bad, something goes wrong with a piece of technology, I'm like this fucking thing again, you know, this ghost, so this it's you. damn ghost. How are we such <laughs> boomers already, you guys? Like, what the hell? Oh, it's because I'm like, in my mid-60s. Like, well, yeah. yeah. well, other than that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, well, it's so because good. I was born in 1954. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was That's too. Oh, my things. God. That's one of the reasons. Oh, my God. 54. No, my, da- my dad worked for Apple for, like, over a decade. And so I'm, like, I'm used to having, like, standby tech assistance like a phone call away. sure sure oh wow you have the reverse you have the reverse have of the everybody reverse. else where yeah you yeah. call yeah. your parents for tech support the, Hell yeah. the tech casper the friendly ghost wow. tech casper the friendly ghost <laughs> aka my dad dad please <laughs> uh tori what is something you think is overrated something that i think is overrated right now um I'm really, I'm really struggling with this because I'm just, I'm in such a like bad, like dark spot with all of the policing. So I'm going to say policing. No, that's overrated. Yeah. It's I like, okay. So I'm sure you talked about this, but like the Capitol police requested like a bajillion more dollars because their tech, <laughs> Hey, again, is not up to par. And that's yeah. the reason why the insurrection happened and all of their like whiny bullshit excuses and i'm just not here for any of that and like who else gets to say i suck at my job objectively like please look at my data this is the results that i'm giving you and uh 100 million more dollars oh, yeah let's you know do what that it, you know what would fix this 100 million more money well the thing was i don't know if you saw i i know that that in, uh, the auditor or that audit of what happened said we haven't even been trained on equipment we bought 3 years ago the manufacturers told us we needed training on and that's why we became white supremacists that sympathized with the insurrection on January 6th and then let everybody in your honor okay right. like it's truly some shit where you're like yo you you couldn't have fucked that up more yeah, you know, no and way, you're like, no oh, God, need more money, need more money. We're not supposed to take selfies with the people who are armed and trying okay. to overthrow. Right. Well, you know, my camp, my Look, phone was broken, so I had did, to use theirs. I did not have that specific training. Um, right. You know what? what I was just thinking about was, you know, a, as the police are like, oh, who's going to respond to like these armed conflicts or like armed criminals who are intent on pulling off a crime i was thinking of the north hollywood shootout and you know that is the the basis for heat 
and just like kind of reading back over news stories from the time. And it's what like I, I think I have underestimated the media's role in like this whole police and police military industrial mm-hmm. state because that shootout was like fun for the local news. That was big, ra- huge ratings. And the stories covering it at the time are go from, you know, there were 2000 rounds fired in a public place. Eight uh, civilians were harmed. And the the response is, well, the, the police just need bigger guns. Yeah. Like, you know, they, what this, these, let me tell you something. My display name on Twitter, Hideo Noho, okay? Because I'm from fucking North Hollywood. Exactly. I was I was in school. The fucking bank they robbed up the street from my school, and we had to fucking lay down because yep. you could hear all the gunfire from the shootout. And the story was the cops don't have enough assault rifles, so they had to go to B- B&B guns in Van Nuys and buy all their assault rifles so they could fight fire with fire. And yeah, it was like the way the news was treating it was like it was almost that point where car chases were big, baby. We love oh, a car yeah. chase. You yep. know, we love more seeing somebody in body armor squeezing off a fucking chopper at a bunch of cops and then showing like when the dude, you you I remember on the news we had the shit on like the rolling cart TV because we we're like, is this shootout going to get near our school? And we saw the guy get killed. When yeah. he was walking oh, down the shit. street from the helicopter, we're like, yo, and our, and our <laughs> teacher's like, okay, we got to turn this off. Right. They're like, you just oh. saw that dude get domed from a helicopter. Uh, oh, maybe no. this isn't good TV. Right. But yeah, that's, it's just one of those things too. Where it's like, what the, what was that for? It yeah. was like, it's like suddenly oh, I think was everyone became miles, a, it was money. Yeah. Right. Everyone right. became John McClane and shit. And they're like, oh no, you're not getting away with a 60, however much money they had. Right. With money. Like why? Why? Yeah. Why fire the first shot at them? Why not? Money. Just, right. It's just money. You think like you, you can steal just, that money? Just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that shit was so scary. Yeah, I I think either on this show or uh, the Crack Podcast, uh, we talked about like the sort of sea change that people are trying to get to happen around car chases, like you mentioned. Right. And just like, just let them go. Just fucking let them go. Like yeah. you'll 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 figure it out at a later time. And it all comes back to that fucking broken windows policing where it's like if they if we don't catch them now and and it's just complete junk science. It's complete bullshit. It has, yeah, it has no basis in reality because yeah. all of the data that we have shows that over policing for small crimes leads to an uptick in bigger crimes, right? Because right. people are desperate and they're trying to escape whatever situation they're in that they don't have resources for yeah it doesn't work it's it actually makes us less safe but you know whatever the cops are the good guys i guess Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean that's i think the only thing we can just keep hammering away on for people who don't understand is like we have to redefine what crime is or people need to begin to rethink what crime is rather than like there's nasty motherfuckers out there that are trying (laughs) to get you and we need the boys in blue rather than like we have failed in ent- entire segments of the population. And it's incredible and because no like, option. This crime has been going down, right? Like crime's yes, been going down since, since the 90s, early 90s. Yes. And it has nothing to do with policing. 
Yep. Like crime would have gone down regardless. So yep. I think that like, but they keep advocating for like this whole, we need this infusion of cash because we need to put all of these people in prison for, you know, however long. And it's, but there's this narrative, I don't know, the Fox News narrative of Black Lives Matter is going to come to your house and knock down your door and shoot you in your bed because we right. care about like random indiv- or Antifa, whoever it is. Because that's what we do to civil rights leaders. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's right. uh, 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 that's, what? But that's the internalized you know? white supremacy yeah. and knowing the evil of it, knowing that there's an evil there and like not being able to reconcile that and knowing, okay, this is what we do. So if we accuse right. them of doing that, then it'll that'll resonate. Yeah, and that'll I think that they can't see us as anything but the inverse of themselves. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. That's why everything to do with any kind of liberation of, of black people or any mm-hmm. you know, oppressed group is about this inversion of power that they yeah, think it's is black inherent. supremacy, quote yeah, unquote. Right. No. If they're not on top, then right. we are on top. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, no. There are two movies that are nominated for Oscars that talk about uh, the assassination of Fred Hampton. And sure enough, the one by Aaron Sorkin, like they say it's an assassination, but they also say that he was like shot in the shoulder and therefore like couldn't have shot back at the police. He was knocked out by a drug cocktail like that. It, it's just wild that that isn't like front front and center like they drugged him. Yeah. And he was passed out in his bed when they shot him in the back of the head. Oh, um, Aaron's. Yeah, I like Sorkin. Sorkin the boot. <laughs> yeah. With that shit. Uh, what is something you think is underrated, Tori? Wearing your mask over your goddamn nose. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's been a year and people still are like, masks, no, nah, we don't know how they work. Mm. How does air work? How does breathing work? Yeah. <laughs> it's that little bit of rebellion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you got the it's nose, not all connected. Can, uh, it doesn't all just connect right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just here. But it's always I love seeing the old old timer old dudes mm-hmm. who it's the that's the hottest trend in older guy fashion is the <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let my I'm gonna fucking sag my mask like the kids yeah. used to sag their pants. <laughs> like it's right. like come off the fuck on really, and it always is these older men who I see doing it like in this very much like. Like, I get it. I'm only doing it because you think so, but I'm showing you I'm putting myself at risk visibly because I don't, because I'm a man or whatever the fuck that means. Eesh. What the fuck? Can't do it. it. Can't shit. do it. Yeah. I just, I don't want masks to go away personally. So I would like to continue wearing masks during flu season when yeah, we're in I think public. That's, that's a, that's a fine, fine idea, especially as we're, <laughs> we're seeing variants pop up all over the place and, completely don't have an, an absolute handle on it and i think what's so weird yeah. is there's like a, a group of people who are just trying to like triangulate like what the final answer is on masks immediately as possible to just right like, we got to get rid of i mean can we get rid of them now i mean we got vaccines i mean like there's these studies that says like da, 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 da. it's like yeah I, I i get that but as a as just a, a a common practice it's it stands to benefit us more than anything and if you if you right. feel like your face is hot then just then go to your your places where you have your mask off, but mm. fuck it, in your public. Who gives go a shit? Go outside. Go yeah. outside. If it's really like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But I think that, like, I'm I'm a big masks person now. I can't believe I let people for like 36 years of my life. I let other people breathe on me. Oh yeah, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure is a violation of my constitutional rights. So I need everybody go. to be masked. 
That's, yeah, right. That's See, just, that's what we need to do is hit the anti-maskers with our own set of constitutional <laughs> rights. Be like, actually, no, under the Constitution. And they're like, oh, shit. Right, Normally, right. I'm just they've dealing never, with some They've never liberal. read it, so they don't know. <laughs> I know. They so don't that's know right. what the Constitution says. Puff your chest says. up bigger. Oh, okay. The, oh, you know the Constitution. Say it out loud from memory right now. That's what I thought. <laughs> and then you just have an earwig on and someone can just like read you the Constitution. So you can be like, oh, can and I you say just it? quote it? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely can recite the Constitution. Um, here we go. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for more common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Look, I can keep going. That's why I, <laughs> I can. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep. I could do this forever, you guys. Yeah. I could do this forever. I know the Constitution. I know the Constitution. You merely play in it. <laughs> <laughs> so good so good i was born in the constitution i really want to comedians i want to see that bit is lying harder back to an anti-masker idiot about the constitution right. and just to just to see where that goes because honestly if it's if it's down to confidence i think a solid witty person could just fucking destroy someone like that very quickly and yeah. they're just gonna walk away in the end they're not gonna say right. okay maybe they're not gonna change their mind so i just want to see yeah, that no that's so great that's a I love it that's an assignment for the ikea uh the guy who does the oh, ikea or whatever personal uh responses <laughs> the ikea worker responses to common complaints just have it that he can be Yo, the do next, i work uh, here? Dude, those videos are so good <laughs> so it's good. the it's the music it's that drama that yeah. drama track on tiktok <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back and let's check in with those anti-trans bills that are just sheer violence that are being passed uh, in a lot of states around the country. Mm -hmm. So this is some nice news. For yeah. once in in that fight, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum uh, has vetoed the anti-trans uh, sports bill that solved zero problems in youth sports. And I mean, his reasoning seems, I don't know, like sound like did they just suddenly catch logic? Well, what, what he happened? says is, are they not wearing their masks? Vetoes it and says, North Dakota, this is a quote from the governor, quote, North Dakota has fairness in girls and boys sports in large part because of the caring and thoughtful leadership of the North Dakota High School Activities Association Board and its members. We have every confidence they will continue to ensure a level a level playing field for more for the more than 27,000 students who participate in high school sports. It was look. They knew they were about to get hit. The state was going to get hit with so many lawsuits. Right. It wasn't. It's just a it because it's such a clear discriminatory bill. They're like, fuck, I don't have the energy for this. They're like, fuck it. And plus, they already have there's current regulations right now that would allow for transgender youth to participate if they have undergone hormone treatments. Mm. But that is that's completely misses the mark about how little or how few trans youth are even have the means or access to that access, kind of treatment. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you're already putting up a block in front of it rather than just saying, yo, the kids are kids. I don't fucking play. Give right. a shit. Right. Fucker, what's this fucking you saw? What you saw? Ladybugs and your <laughs> your mind's all fucked up. Legit. I think that's what's happening. Because Jonathan Brandis played on Rodney Dangerfield's soccer team in the early 90s. And now you think that's what's going to happen. You saw Joanna man or some other dumb fucking thing. And you think that's real life. Come mm -hmm. the fuck on. So 
Yeah, there are other bills too. We're talking about in Texas. There was another one that was big, big discriminatory, you know, slow motion genocide energy from that bill to redefine child abuse. Uh, then Florida as well. Those look like they have a much steeper hill to climb. But we we said even from the beginning that, especially with Texas, that bill was marched out to basically be like so fucked up that immediately be like, okay, so we'll shift to a more, you know, quote, reasonable bill mm -hmm. to then, you know, pass some more discriminatory shit. But I mean, even here, they're taking the stand on the sports bill and not the... I, I don't know if they have plans to introduce the one that is basically genocidal uh, that restricts like access to health care. But it, it seems like, you know, they're choosing picking and choosing their battle and being shrewd the way right. they always are. With the, yeah, I mean, it's just like you're, you're at a, a restaurant and then you're like, what's the special? They're like, oh, we have um, human diarrhea in a bowl. Would mm -hmm. you like that? And they're like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> Get right. the Fuck away. What kind of places? I'm sorry. I was joking. I was joking. We have very stale French fries. <laughs> and Would it seems like been... such a good trade off. Yeah. And you're right. like, oh, OK, because the first thing they offered us was diarrhea. So I'll take this other thing that is also right. subpar, not fresh, mm -hmm. not worthy. You know what I mean? It's just this stupid Overton window nonsense. They're trying to. Do. I think that what's really interesting about this, because in the 90s, the big thing was was gay marriage. Right. And 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 gay rights anything right anything right. and that was what they chose to kind of weaponize right like alongside abortion that was kind of like their wedge issue was we have to you know so they put they put all of this money into all these campaigns in different states all across the country of like you have every state is going to like change their constitution to say that marriage is between one man and one woman and that's it and it was like this kind of panic thing and then all of a sudden of course like <laughs> A couple states, Utah did it. I don't know who all did it. I'm not sure. Oregon didn't pass it, but other people wanted it to pass here. But like, yeah, so that was like their thing. They're putting all of this money in and then like the Supreme Court goes, okay, hey, well, no, never mind. You can, they, gay people can get married. I'm sorry. You have a sad about that. But so once they lost that, they were like, we have to weaponize something else. Who's the most marginal group of people, marginalized group of people we can go after. And obviously it's trans right. children because children have no rights like cis children have zero rights in this country already right. right and so that's like this is like their thing and if at some point we get like legislation like federal law protecting trans children they're just they're gonna find so they're gonna try to find something else even right? though weirder this is just, yeah this is the, this is their mo right and they're like, gonna make weird in the sense of like they're gonna go more niche to, right. or not more yes. niche but rather just like because they're trying to find these sort of like last stops of like culture exactly like, right black people and then people are like nah most people are not thinking like that anymore fine gay people ooh, ooh, <laughs> what if they got married and people are like what no nah, i no nah, this is this is not real and that's like okay uh trans people and now we're at a point where more more than i think most people are have know a trans person or are aware mm -hmm. of what a trans person is that we people we're all human beings and now that that's where they way it's gonna be like um fucking uh the uh, older harry potter fans that's fucking <laughs> weird isn't it and like what the fuck <laughs> what are y'all left with now it's like the culture wars they they just have to have something so that they can get all of the other stuff all the other legislation that they want through 
right? So they have right. to have like the big thing that they're using to distract everybody. And then meanwhile, they're trying to also pass legislation that says that like yeah. anybody can buy a gun, even if they've been whatever. Right. Whatever, That's literally right? So, unspeakable. You can't justify it in words. So you get to just they they distract from that so they don't have to have that conversation. Right. And it's just this idea of like the the traditional family, which is propaganda like that right. term is political propaganda hey raise your like, hands no if a thing. traditional family fucked you up mentally <laughs> <laughs> like oh everybody 100 the fuck does that 100%. mean the tradition 100%. of scarring you emotionally so there it's and they're just like we have to we have to maintain this like this is a line we have to hold the line because once america americanness in their minds like white evangelicals especially americanness and whiteness like they kind of overlap. Like you can be American and not white, but Americanness. Like Tucker Carlson has this whole thing, like his whole replacement theory thing that he's doing right now. But it's like if the majority of Americans were non-white people, at least people on the right seem to think that it would not be America anymore. Right. right. Even if we kept yeah. the Constitution, even if we kept all the same laws, like they feel like whiteness is fundamental to Americanness, and specifically white people being in charge. Right. I right. think that they would be okay with the f- with it if it's like, oh, we get to run everything and you just get to be our like little sharecroppers again, you know. But yeah, they're very they're very scared. And again, it's because they think that we want to treat them the way that they want to treat us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, nah, we don't have the again, we don't have the energy for that. And we don't care. Yeah, we like, literally we do not care. Like, yeah, really. No, boo. It's not the- about you. The parenting and being like judgmental of the parents of trans youth who are trying to help their kids also mm-hmm. reminds me like uh, you brought up the evangelical aspect of it. And, you know, I'm sure like not all evangelicals, but uh, it just keeps reminding me of this story I've told on here before about this mom who like we had a kid who we play basketball with who died of a brain aneurysm and I was like in the car with her and another like evangelical mom where they were talking about how they heard he wasn't saved. And so like everybody's worried that he's in hell like after. And it's just yeah. like just that like judgmental like it's just so contrary to humanity <laughs> just being being it is, a human being. It is like they're so bad at empathy. And, and I think a lot of it is because, yeah, it's like they think that all the three of us are going to go to hell because we don't, you know, we haven't confessed Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so, but yeah, if you believe that someone's going to be tortured for all of eternity, like there's, you can't care about them. Like Mm -hmm. you can't sincerely care about someone's life and believe you deserve to be punished forever. Right. Mm. All right. Let's talk about some good news. Uh, Somebody who uh, I think should be inducted into the uh, fuck capitalism hall of fame. Uh, this is an Italian person who skipped work for 15 years straight and still (laughs) managed to to secure the bag. We love to see it. This is the kind of story that if I read it at 16, I would have been telling everybody, yo, we got to move. What do I want to be when I grow up? We're going to Italy, dog. (laughs) This one dude didn't go to work for 15 years, bro. And then we could just do whatever the fuck we want, like drink wine, eat meats and cheeses and shit. So this 67-year-old man was caught skipping work every fucking day. But again, 
for 15 years for and collected his salary, 538,000 euros worth. That's $646,000 that he collected over the years, not going to work. I mean, and this is just, yeah, he worked at a, apparently he was employed at a hospital and never showed up. So mm. now he's facing charges of abusive office, forgery, aggravated extortion. And there are also six managers that are also being investigated because they're like, I'm pretty sure these managers had to have enabled this shit because like they're reporting to these managers. But I guess the other thing is this whole thing, absenteeism is apparently a huge problem in Italy, like in the mm. public sector. Like mm. people got these municipal jobs and it's a lot of like, yo, it's very much like if you ever went to college and you never went to lectures for your courses and you say, yo, hey, sign me in, sign me in, sign me in. Right, right. So I'm there. That's ex that's what people are doing with their jobs. <laughs> like they're giving their wives their like clock in cards and they're just like swiping them like at the front of the building to act like they went in. Then they go do their shopping and shit. It's, uh, you know, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> I mean... I would, I'd fuck off from work all the time too. If I lived in Italy, I'm not going to lie. But like I've got shit to eat. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what, yeah. what you want me to do. Why do you want me to show up here? So, you know, I'm okay Please. with this. Yeah. I, there, there was, apparently there was the guy did threaten someone that tried to report him. So it's not the cleanest story uh, again. Okay. And I don't know and what that's like. Hospital but, work. So yeah. Like I don't, but I'm also curious. Yeah. What that, what that confrontation was like. He's like, Right. Keep your mouth shut. I ain't coming into work, motherfucker. Right. Ugly. I'll slash your tires. You know, just leave me alone. I'm old as fuck. I want to smoke these cigarettes and drink Aperol. Four or five cigarettes. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> is that Nick Kroll? Two, bottle red wine. <laughs> Nick Kroll. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Kroll. Has sausages. A <laughs> sausages. Two, three, four cigar cigarettes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the IOC. Speaking of uh, international stories, we're yeah. we're going international today. And specifically talking about uh, their, you know, paying attention. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they've seen the movement towards, uh, you know, fighting for justice. And they, they are saying, hell no. Fuck all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, officially. Just want yeah. to make that clear to everyone. They say athletes will not be allowed to take a knee or protest against human rights abuses on the podium of Tokyo 2020 or Beijing 2022. After two thirds of competitors pulled by the IOC said they supported a ban on remaining in place. Now, I'm like, first of wow. all, why are you using a survey of athletes from around the world to let you determine how they should move forward. Cause I can't imagine the athletes from places like China or Turkey were ticking the box that said, you goddamn right. I think we need to get vocal <laughs> about our human rights violating leaders. Right. Fuck right. Here. That's not yeah. the tone. That's not the tone of the, uh, the earth, unfortunately, which is why we have these movements brewing where people are getting in touch with their own oppression and wanting to liberate themselves. So this whole thing, I'm like, this is so stupid to use that as like the measure of what is right. acceptable because they have to they know yeah. too that like people can't be honest on those surveys. Yeah, of course, right? Like most people, like you, ha you represent your country. You are a representative of your country. You can't, you can't just be like, oh, my opinion is right 100%. because they're going to see it, right? Yeah. You're like your team members are going to see it, like whoever your coaches, and yeah, you got to. I think that's such a good point. You have to toe the line politically. And they yeah. know this. So I don't right. know why they, why did they ask? I mean, I think <laughs> let's, cause I have a feeling, I think it's just, it's just, it's just clear, right? That they 
they just want people like for the for all, the amount of money this thing makes and for the amount of attention that is paid they don't want the optics right. that the world is in a bad place actually for for most people so they want to sanitize it as much as possible because they don't want to they want to fucking stifle this like the actual tone of what is happening on the planet at the moment which is many people would want to bring attention whether that's in what the US is doing in Yemen or what the Chinese are doing to Uyghurs or anything there's there's an infinite number of international conflicts to want to bring attention to but you know it's the, the this is just i i get i i mean i get from a very cynical place why the ioc is just like <laughs> not, you think you're going to have people protesting in beijing <laughs> the olympics are basically the world's fair for like showing off the latest and greatest technology in police states like they're they right. just totally lock shit down they uh, in London for the 2012 Olympics, they had missiles like on the side of buildings, like anti-aircraft missiles like they were. Uh, and that's what gave London uh, the ability and license to lock every square foot of the public city down with closed caption or with a uh, CCTV. CCTV. Yeah. yeah. Short. What is it? What is closed the circuit? CC? Closed circuit, not closed caption. With close, closed circuit TV cameras, and yeah, I mean it's been it's been an issue for a long time. Super producer Anna Hosnier pointed out that Tommy Smith had his medals stripped for yeah. holding up his fist on the podium. Yeah, yeah, John Carlos, they all they they were in tr they got in trouble for yeah. for throwing for putting their fists up. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, and this is what's interesting though too because. I don't know. They're, it's still not clear what the punishments are going to be or how they'll even enforce them. Um, because right. in like recently in the U.S., there was a fencer who the like the fence U.S. fencing team won a gold medal like at these Pan American Games or something, and he took a he took a knee on the podium, you know, just in solidarity. Uh, he's a he's like a white athlete, and then he got he was put on probation for kneeling during the medal ceremony, but the backlash to that probation was so like severe that the U S Olympic team was like, Oh, you know, what? Oh, oops, sorry. That, that, that was a misstep. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how they're going to figure this out. I have a feeling telling people this is going to inspire a lot of people to do something. Cause guess what? Once you're on that fucking podium, like I'm, I'm coming short of stripping their medals away, which I don't think is going to happen at this point, but I don't know. Maybe that's how severe they're going to act and say yeah. if you do this you risk that but it it, it sounds like that's not what the I mean, punishments that they're trying to give out but again it's like so stupid given like have you not are like there aren't issues in the world right, right. now well and, and the right. ioc it's not like they don't have some skeletons in their closet yeah millions. right so right uh yeah millions we associate like we associate jesse owens with the olympics because that's where he you know made his name and became extremely famous but the Olympics didn't organize that the Berlin Olympics with Jesse Owens. They organized it with Hitler. Hitler, <laughs> Hitler yeah. was because that was man. his like, "Yo, Arians about to show out, honey." Right, right. Cut to Jesse Owens being like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm off this shit." Watch right, it. hold. Actually, here, third right, hold this. Right, one moment. But the they were the partner, not not a uh, Jesse yeah. Owens. And yeah, I mean, this is one of those. You know, we we hate to rely on. Uh, corporations do like putting pressure uh, on entities to do the right thing. But, you know, if, if 
the corporate partners, you know, Nike, uh, Nike is supposed to be about the struggle and about like finding solutions to these social issues. Uh, They're about monetizing the struggle. <laughs> right. But like this would be a great chance for them to say, fuck That's off. Right. We're, we're not going to be involved like, at all whole, with the Olympics. We have a whole line of the struggle where we're launching during the <laughs> right. Olympics. And if we if, if, if they can't protest, this is going to look real dumb when we when we unleash this whole product line. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of possible solutions. Uh, there are no, you know, police solutions in America that have been like implemented and are perfect. Uh, so we're just going to be talking about like some things that have showed promise that are woefully inadequate and horribly underfunded, but like. <laughs> Hey, this is a thing somebody did that if you expanded on that, like you have uh, a possible like partial solution to these problems that we talk about fucking literally every day. So there's been a program in Eugene, uh, Oregon, uh, which is, you know, a hippie college town. So it makes sense that it popped up there. Uh, it used to be called the Bummer Squad because it was That's like... That's so sad. I know. It was... <laughs> It was basically these hippies with uh, psychiatric training who would go around and like help people who were having bad trips and like having mental health oh, okay. crises. And then it like that somehow morphed into this thing that they ironically named cahoots because they were like, fuck, we're in cahoots with the police. Nobody's going to trust <laughs> us ever. So they called it cahoots uh, as like a joke. But it's like been moderately successful uh, and pretty impressively successful when you realize they get two fucking percent of the bud of the police budget out of, a, you know, a multi-million dollar uh, budget. They get two percent. But mm -hmm. what happens is and the big complaint is that there's just a long wait time because they are far more appropriate for most police calls. But there's just not enough of them because, again, 2% of the fucking budget. But, you know, mm -hmm. they come and respond to mental health crises, to drug freakouts, to, you know, anything that isn't like an overt, like violent threat they get called for. And the police are obviously very protective. So, like, they have that very strictly defined. And it's been a decades long struggle to get, you know, the police to let them. Uh, respond to situations, but they're unarmed, which is a great first step. Their entire goal is to de-escalate. Uh, this Atlantic reporter went on a ride along and like a lot of the problems that they're coming up against are just these common sense. Like it's just it's sort of the sort of thing that just having a interested party there who wants to help instead of wants to like escalate put you in jail and turn yeah. things into a fucking yeah hit a quota put you in jail yeah like, yeah yeah wants to sure, reenact sure. a Come fucking on, the action like, oh yeah God. like one of the anecdotes they find they're responding to uh, a guy whose girlfriend had filed a restraining order against him and he's like hanging around and when this cahoot squad arrives 
they find out he's drunk, couldn't drive anywhere with the police there and didn't want to go to any homeless shelter that didn't allow him to keep drinking. So what they did was literally just like called around, like did what anyone would have done if like you had called that guy's sister to come. They called around, found a local motel that he could stay at, like for the amount of money that he had, found someone who could drive stick because his car was stick and he didn't want it to get impounded. And like that was it. And that's one of those situations where the police were, you know, ready to escalate and a lot of communities would have escalated. Right. Because in my I, I'm even jumping to the same conclusions some harebrained cop would, which is like you hear probably vaguely there's a, a partner with a restraining order who's outside the home and will not leave. And you're like, oh, shit, OK, this is a fucking confrontation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's immediately that's the energy the police are going to show up with. Like to yeah. get this per get the fuck out, man. What the fuck? Versus what you're saying is compassion to just yeah. first mm -hmm. be like, what's happening here? OK. Yeah. Oh, I see. You're not just you're not just staying because you're refusing because you're trying to like keep harassing this person. You're just so fucked up. You're like, man, I can't fucking drive, and I gotta, you know, Dan, you have nowhere to go. Yeah, like he had nowhere to go, right? right? Yeah. So it's like you probably, yeah, that's very, very common. I, I mean, um, Olympia, Washington has a really similar program to Cahoots, where they have mental health like crisis responders go out on calls. And I guess what's really weird to me about this whole the police being super touchy about like you can't take over our thing is they're also complaining that they have too much work yeah, and right. they don't have enough people to like answer, handle all the calls. I'm like, which one, which one is it? Like, yeah, you want to be in charge of all the things, but you don't have enough time, energy resources to, okay. So it's yeah, both of these right. at the same time. They right. did say in this article that after like fighting the battle to like get the police to consider things, like a lot of times the police would just be like, oh yeah, okay. We could call them to like do it. Cause they just wanted to get the shit off their plate and like after mm -hmm. it was up and running and there was like a working relationship there the police were like oh thank god we don't have to like deal with this shit uh and i don't have any empathy i can access right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> this this situation seems to require a oh. completely different skill set empathy squad go right <laughs> i love empathy squad man my life's easier i'm less angry and actually i don't do shit all day now Okay. Can I can I join? Where do I apply for Empathy Squad? I feel like I'd be a good a good team member. But that's yeah. literally like they say that that is the most important thing for 100%. doctors. Like when when a doctor like when they evaluate a doctor and like how they test on an empathy test, which they only gave for this. Like it's not a thing that is like standard when you're like taking the medical boards. They're not like also giving you an empathy test, but they did a test with this one patient population and the doctors who uh, did the best on the empathy test and like irrespective of how like smart they were, those were the doctors who tested best, like didn't get sued. Like people just, they got to the bottom of the problem. And like, I feel like that's, that's just a big, like it's, you know, having other members of the community who will empathize with the person and approach it as a problem solving situation like that. I, I just feel like that's a yeah, it's a, it's, it's a difference in like what you're saying is to approach it as a problem that can be solved versus right. the other version now, which is to clean up the trash. Right. It's because right. if you're if your approach is now we got to clean up the trash, then every person or instance you're in isn't is it doesn't need a solution. It just needs to get cleared out. 
Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the motivation. That's the sort of MO of the police and the, the thought we have. But yeah, it's and also in that empathy test, one of the doctors scored so high, they realized he wasn't even a doctor. He just has so much empathy that he was creating these amazing outcomes. And that sort of became a scandal, too, because they're like, well, hold on. But yeah, it's true. Like it, it, there's such a lack, I think, just in general, too, is so many of our problems are because we just have a general lack of empathy across the board with right. how we solve things. Everything's so data driven and nothing mm -hmm. is really looking at what the human experience is and how that ties into yeah. how we act, interact, behave, consume. It's like, no, no, no. It's th this yeah. group of people here means they think like this. And I don't need to, I'm not interested in any other option. Imagine a world where the unarmed mental health and addiction specialists got 50% of the funding, were well-staffed, well-trained, well-fed, well-rested, and were more likely to show up when you called the police, like, instead of getting 2% yeah. of the funding. Like, yeah. and, and again, like, most cities do not have this. Like, I have come into firsthand contact with the fact that L.A. does not have this. If you have somebody who's having a mental health problem, uh, who's having an addiction or substance abuse issue, there's nothing. Like, there's the police show up, basically. Yeah. There are, like, social, like, crisis workers, but there's less than 20 employed by the county. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing. It's not And you have to, like, find them, and it's yeah. not like a thing where 911 is going to root you to those people. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's, I, I mean, one of the things that's so powerful about this right is is just like from an evolutionary biology perspective just having someone listen to you and believe you right mm -hmm. is huge right humans evolved to co-regulate right so if you have someone who is with you in whatever the crisis is like just that alone is huge as opposed to someone again like seeing you as the problem right you yeah. as a person are the problems and i need to handle you right. the problem by getting right. you out of here. Right. And I mean, it's just, it's just incredible that like something so it's just really small things, you know, frequently it's like taking somebody a couple of cigarettes and a bottle of water yeah, and just kind of sitting with them for a little bit until they, you know, calm down yeah, right? until yeah. their nervous system is less activated. I mean, it's, it's really kind of small things frequently, but it, I mean, it ends up saving our communities like millions of dollars, honestly, yeah. because you don't, there are fewer people being killed, right? There are fewer people being harassed and, and abused and brutalized. And so, I don't yeah. know, it's just, yeah, I would love to see 50% of the police budget just go to like social welfare, mental health crises, responders, like right. all of that. So yeah. good. Yeah. Again, it's just so simple. You know, like even right. if you think about it, like anyone can, can have this thought experiment. Like imagine we've all been pissed off. We've all been in bad fucking moods. Yeah. And you know, back when I was a little more aggro in my day, if I was in a bad mood and someone came up to me like, yo, what's up? Like came up to me on some bullshit. I was more likely to react negatively because oh, yeah. I'm in a bad place versus someone's like, hey, you OK? What? Oh, uh, man. And I'll, and I'll explain. I'm like, nah, man, fuck that because this is happening. Da, 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 da. And yeah. someone would say, oh, that's yeah. fucked up. Or it's been like, oh, yeah, I, I feel that. No, I understand. And then you'll start coming down. But if someone starts saying, oh, what the fuck? Are you? No, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Why don't you? What? No, yeah. you sit down. I got some questions for you. That is already that is going to become a cataclysmic interaction because we're not even like we're not even observing like the basics of human energy, like energetic communication by coming up to somebody distressed. Like, what the fuck is up? Right. Versus can I help you? 
Do you need something? You look distressed. And yes, unfortunately, I think a lot of people are thinking like, well, what about the people that want to are are, are like meant, mean to do harm? Well, even if you have these police there, I think we need police with more scars who right. say this is from when I tried to I single handedly refused to shoot someone with a knife. And yeah, they yeah. cut my arm, but I wasn't yeah. going to fucking shoot them. They were weak as fuck. And I knew I could disarm them. And that's what I had to do to avoid killing. This person was just distressed. And yeah, that's kind of what happens. And that's why I became a police officer, because I know that shit like that can happen. But I also know people need to be treated a certain way. Because right now we have a bunch of scarless, pristine motherfuckers who just have a bunch of gunshot residue all over their hands. The my dad's dad was a inner city Philly cop and his like number one thing that he bragged about among like seven other jobs. But the number one thing he bragged about was never he never pulled his gun out of his holster. And that was like a thing that was like a family legend. Like, yo, he was a cop in the worst neighborhood and never pulled his gun out of his holster. And like that is that's a cultural thing. That's like, you know, I, I was just thinking like the fact that the best like probably top five action movies of my lifetime is about that North Hollywood shootout and the hero or one of the two heroes is on the side of the police and is like saying shit like let's rock and roll like when when it's time to like fucking start shooting people like that's I don't know like that that's poisonous to the culture. Like that's poisonous to how we think mm-hmm. about this shit and how we think about the police. Like, and Heat is a fucking good movie, but uh, that's not—it's not good for for like the how we think about this shit. So I also want to talk about because back uh, in June, I believe a lot of people were talking about the fact that the Camden police had uh, abolished their police force, reinstated them, built it back from the ground up. And so an op-ed in July, like after that story had kind of made the rounds, pointed out that the abolition of the police was actually like part of this Chris Christie austerity measure thing that led to the kind of force growing whiter, more aggressive. There were more complaints about like aggressive police action. The thing that actually led to the change that then led to fewer aggressive police actions was not that like change from on high. It was actually increased pressure uh, applied by the Black Lives Matter movement, which enabled the local NAACP chapter to start working with the police to change like actual policies. And like they instituted a de-escalation mentoring program. So it's I don't I don't know how this got so completely fucked up. There were like three different like major news outlets, but this uh, op-ed was kind of pointing out that it was sort of getting it exactly wrong. Like it was community based. And that's again, like I find that inspiring because for the same reason that like the the cahoots thing is, yeah, they're medical experts, but a lot of the shit they're doing is just stuff that any neighbor can do for another neighbor. Like if there's the funding, if there's the organization. But yeah, this is from uh, this guy. The op-ed was by this guy, Stephen Danley, who is the director, the graduate director of the MS PhD in Public Affairs and Community Development at Rutgers University, uh, Camden. So he's like a the most on the ground expert that you can get on the subject and was like, that's not how it went. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Actually. Hold on. Can someone from Camden speak on this? Yeah. Oh, we but yeah. I mean, the community organizing, like that's, that's what put the, put the pressure on them to, to make mm. the changes. And then the fucking police department I takes mean, the credit for that shit. Think of how, how much a difference it would make if you as a person just living in your community knew of someone who is in need and you could call, you could instantly call and say, man, my friend really needs a job. Or, you know, I'm, I really think my friend would really benefit from some counseling right now. I don't think they don't know how to, they don't know how to access it, but I know if they had the opportunity, it would really help them because so many things we can catch before they really become problems. But the problem is there's no yeah. support. So we just were like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I don't know what yeah. the fuck they're going to We So many times a saying we will say is, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Right. Because there are no options. So, of yeah. course, the situation will degrade to the point where the whatever's the, the behavior could turn into something that would inspire someone to have to call the police or whatever. But right. like if you could just say, oh, my God, hey. I got you. I got you. My my friend needs my friend needs drug treatment like yesterday, and right. needs a place to stay. They have no money, but I know if I let them leave my house right now, I don't know what is going to happen to them. Yeah, can we figure something out? Even if you had yeah. that, boom! You don't need police. You're not. You you just need to get somebody to support first, yeah. and mm -hmm. you could. I, I can't imagine how many how how much how fewer police interaction there would be if we all had access to help those we know that are in need. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, it's what's so frustrating to me about this again is that it's like it saves money. So all these people who are running around bitching about like, oh, the deficit. Oh, we can't spend money. Oh, we don't have anything to spend. But then they can find money for cops and they cannot find money anywhere in the budget for mental health services. Like it's just it's it's junk. Right. Yeah. Because I, I think that people also don't think about the fact that like a single crisis right, where the cops respond and someone dies is tens of millions of dollars yeah. that it costs the city. Just just, just in, like, not even, like, paying the family, like, some settlement, like, not even that, but just in, like, the paperwork that you have to do, right, and the attorneys that you have to hire, and you have to bring in all of these people to, like, check and see, like, did we do this right? Or, you know, were we in the right? And obviously, it's like, they pay themselves that money, right? right. But um, <laughs> they're like, we cleared ourselves of wrongdoing. It's fine, you guys. Um, right. But yeah, I think it's like, just one one interaction, right, where you can step in between someone who is having a crisis that could turn violent, either like harming themselves or someone else. And just like that, again, that one interaction saves millions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, I've, it said like I've known moments where I've been like, oh, no, like I've had friends who live, you know, sometimes they were a little bit out of control of their own lives. Mm -hmm. And there are moments where I knew I was like, this is not going to end well based on what I just heard on this phone call. This is not going to end well. And it didn't not okay. like in anything lethal or anything like that, but a car wreck and, you know, injuries and things like that. And you're like, fuck, man, I don't I months ago i wish i was able to get this person into treatment or something or i get I, I have them have to find them the ability to speak with somebody that could potentially you know help them in some way but yeah it's just imagine living in a country with a social safety net 
Yeah, right. and really, that's what this all boils down like, to. Yeah, like that's all we're talking. We're just all imagine, fantasizing about that. Imagine right. living in a country where rich people pay taxes and people who need help can actually access it. That'd be really cool. I would yeah. love to see what that would look like. Yeah, they, they, there's it. a social safety net. There's just like it's people on the ground pointing guns at you and being like, "Don't fall! Don't fall, motherfucker!" It's ugly down here. <laughs> that's, I'm warning you. It's ugly down here. So don't fuck, you better not need this net because it ain't going to catch you. Yeah. And I think a lot of that too is so much of like, even how we interact with each other or just treat each other, the environment, animals, it's so much of that has to do with how the, what the government is communicating to us as people. Because if yeah. we're getting the message, you don't matter. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. Mm. If that's the message we get from the, the, the state. Then yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna permeate throughout the you know how we treat each other. That everyone's absolutely disposable, because no police are shit. police are leadership, right? Like regardless of how we feel about that, like police in community are leadership, and when they see all of us as enemy combatants, not neighbors, not friends, right? Not community members, but mm-hmm. like again, a problem to solve. Then we start seeing each other as problems too, right? Right, even without thinking about it. We yeah. just kind of get this coding, right? Where it's like, oh, this, you know, it's a huge problem in Portland. That you Obviously, I'm sure many places are dealing with a lot of people being unhoused right now. But there is like, there's just this framework where people who are kind of like pro-police and like, I want the businesses to be safe and whatever are also like, they just see unhoused people, not as people, but as trash no. to be taken yeah. out, right? right. And the up. police treat them the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're a crumpled up newspaper with arms and legs. Right. That's yeah. how I see you. It's not it's not even yeah. a human being when it's it's so like when so many unhoused people are like, if I just had an address for like two months, I could get yep. a job. I could yeah. start earning money. But the problem is if I don't have a permit, like there's such little things that are keeping me out of getting employed on top of the countless failures that have occurred to me because of the state. But if I even had those things, that that's an, that's enough momentum to begin yes. pulling myself out of the situation I'm in. But we don't. Mm-hmm. But fuck that, because you know we gotta they gotta fuck some people don't want to fucking have they want to build a new development or some shit, and so that's why the funding's going a completely other direction. Yeah. But yeah, then, again, yeah. but I think that's what I think that's what the one thing is. It feels like the solutions are very like we can even ideate right now. Like imagine if that happened. Imagine if that happened. Imagine if this happened. Imagine so. We, that's that's another part too that aside from having to actually have build more like mutual aid and you know yes. taking care of our own communities but also part and parcel of that is to know when you have people who are trying to ask for your support who are on some bullshit that has absolutely nothing to do with like actual solutions rather than mm-hmm. like how about we how about y'all cash in those tanks for mm. money mm. maybe you could put cut your tank budget down because the memes have been flying around all over the internet that was like, try and guess which photo is the cops and which one's the military. And it's like, <laughs> jokes on you. They're all cops. And they're like <laughs> in front of fucking armored, you know, fucking MRAPs and all this other shit. It's just whew. that Brooklyn Center like protest where the cops were like just doing cover formation and just like firing like huge weapons like at these people, like at the people who were organizing. It's just like, it couldn't have looked more like a war zone. Yeah. And um, more weak. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Uh, Tori, it has been such a pleasure having you as always. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Thank you. I, yeah, y'all are so fun. I'm so happy whenever I get an email like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever, whenever. Open door. Oh, yeah. Where can people find me? Uh, Apparently, I'm online still, so I'm going to have to work on that. But um, I'm just at Tori Glass uh, on Twitter and Instagram because I'm an old now, apparently. (laughs) 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 Use the old-fashioned technology, social medias. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then speaking of mutual aid, my Patreon that I set up was to pay rent for a black family or an indigenous family for a year. So that's at whitehomework.com. And if people want to chip in, that'd be awesome. Because yeah, we have to take care of each other because no one else is going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, until this whole system inverts. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, we really only have uh, each other in the interim. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, the work of social media. I'm going to use that line. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, it was it was kind of niche, but um, at Skywalker Nine said anyone who says that Portland has been destroyed does not live here and is trying to lie to make a political point. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's true because they keep talking about how we burned the our entire city to the ground and now we all just all live in these smoking hovels. Right. <laughs> so, it's like no, Portland is still one of the most beautiful cities in the country. You can come check it out. Still here, mm. still standing despite Antifa and Black Lives Mattering all yeah. over. I know. It's actually yeah, my... in spite of the police. Like, it's literally because like, have... all of the violence <laughs> is instigated by the cops. I don't know if yeah. you know this. They're the, one, they're the ones wilding out, not the people. Oh, interesting. Hmm. It's funny. I have a, a friend of mine who lives in Portland who, who had a kid recently, and I was like, oh, where should I send this gift to? Uh, just the rubble pile, Portland? Will they get to you? <laughs> Do you have a home still? Is it smoldering? Will you find it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good times. Uh, Miles, where can people find you with the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Uh, some tweets that I like. The first one is from uh, Nicole Thurman, at Nicole Thurman, tweeting, Every period drama has a scene where a person just, like, walks around a brothel looking for someone, stepping <laughs> over three people who are intensely fucking, like, has anyone seen Jonathan? <laughs> Which made me laugh. <laughs> this one is from Caleb Heron uh, at Caleb Says Things. It says, this all came to me like a fever dream. It just hit me. And the next thing I knew, I was at my desk in a Google Doc uh, for Jack and Tori. I just put the link in through the chat. I want you to look at this. It's like a way you can build it, the, the whole exercise here says what a profile about you in a cool publication would be titled. And you base that off your full name, your birth month and your birth date. So your birth month has a bunch of different top like he- uh, headings or beginnings and then a specific topic for your date. So mine would be Miles Gray looks down on smoking weed in the desert. That is, <laughs> that couldn't be further from the truth. That, yeah, that's inaccurate. What's you, yours? Your horoscope is wrong. Tori, what's yours? Okay, let's see here. It says, uh, so Tori Williams Douglas respects reading Joan Didion. I don't even know who that is. I'm not cool. I'm not cultured, you guys, apparently. So, Oh, Joan. Well, That's as, my profile. As you guys know, Jack O'Brien no longer fears thinking about the 2000s. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Wow, true that actually kind of... That, that vibes well. That works. Um, and then lastly, just because, uh, you know, we're millennials, uh, Matt Pierce at Matt D. Pierce says, they call us millennials because we've been alive for a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I love some <laughs> good amazing. grizzled shit. Yeah. Some good grizzled content. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, a couple tweets I liked. Scotty too snotty uh, at not not Scotty tweeted cashier. Would you like to donate to help fight kids? Me. Let me stop you right there. Yes. <laughs> and Adam Sirius tweeted, keep the same friend group for years. Call that homeostasis. Oh, uh, so sweet. Imagine having the same friend group for years. I know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnote. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you should check out. Miles, what, what song should the people check out? This is from the books, which is, you know, like their electronic, their first album, I think The Lemon of Pink, I found out like this is like early college days. I was like, yo, you ever heard this? I'm like, is it hip hop? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then miss me with that. And then, you know, like, but then it takes like a weird album you listen to and you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. And I was just like listening to like an old playlist and this song came up. It's called Tokyo. And the way a lot of their tracks are, are just super interesting samples chopped up, but not in the way, you know, Primo would do on a Gangstar beat. Very, like, cut and paste uh, interesting textures. And I really like this because there's a lot of sounds from Japan in it. Uh, so this is Tokyo by the books. That sounds dope. Uh, all right, go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever the hell you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it. For this morning, we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.